Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Books and Ship with me, Charlie Author. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. It is appreciated as always. Um, straight into it today. Um, our episode is called Marketing Mayhem. Um, and obviously from that title, you can see that we will be discussing marketing. And help me out with this because I know absolutely nothing, um, is a bestie, a book bestie of mine, Megan Beth Davies. Um, you'd be familiar with with Megan from the Writer Community um, podcast, book club, um, you know, Instagram page, all manner of things, um, you know, and she provides a lot of insights on stories and occasionally on posts about marketing. So I asked Megan to come on um, to give us some of her expertise. So how are you, Megan? I'm good, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Nice one, nice one. Marketing chair on a Friday. Yeah, (laughs) marketing chair. I love it because it is one of those things that people both, no, I'm not even going to say both, that people dread. They, they just dread, they, you know, unless they understand it or work in it as, as you do and, you know, kind of have different insights. It's just this thing that nobody really gets, but we know it's important and we don't know how to attack it or, you know, to, to tackle it kind of thing. So, um, you know, I just wanted to have a talk to kind of dispel some of the myths, maybe, um, you know, things that might seem a bit scary, but don't necessarily have to be, things like that. Um, but before we get there, let's start with you, first of all. Um, you're a writer as well as a reader so talk about that and then we'll go into the marketing stuff so who are you as a writer as a reader in the community yeah definitely so as a reader um i i read lots of stuff uh although my main genres tend to be historical fiction uh fantasy and romance those are my main you know mainly historical romance and and fantasy romance but also a little bit of contemporary romance as well I do quite like losing myself in a kind of a beach read um I touch on kind of literary fiction every now and again Uh, it's awful to say I've never read a crime novel um I don't (laughs) read a lot of uh non-fiction so um that's kind of where I I concentrate most of my time in reading and actually as a writer I'm not that different I write (laughs) historical romance and I write historical fantasy um I think I'd love to write a contemporary romance one day but just for the sheer hell of it um at the moment talking about that yeah you were talking about that earlier exactly um but at the moment I'm writing a historical romance um and I have a historical fantasy um, that I'm editing as well so those are my two main genres and they all have um it's historical fantasy is a lot more um a lot kind of t- a lot more tied to me as opposed to kind of epic fantasy or high fantasy or urban fantasy because I just love the mm. historical element so I'd say the kind of the romance element and the historical element are pretty much always found uh, in my books but it yeah. might be that it's in a fantasy world or in a his you know in a kind of more contemporary or not even contemporary but more of a real world setting setting yeah exactly so I think um obviously guys Megan is a fellow steam queen um and we were talking about um reverse harems and there's a, a regency kind of reverse harem going on so you know I think that's that's what she means in the sense of having historical but blending it with more modern type things because yeah. hello you know a reverse harem would never be in Bridgerton England as far as we know but you never know exactly but not net you know obviously always be yeah. like that so it wouldn't have been written about um, it wouldn't have been written were, about yeah. exactly most definitely and just a quick one because um obviously you are writing do you plan to self-publish or go try trad 
when Both. you eventually release. Eventually, I want to try and traditionally publish my historical romance that I'm writing right now um, and my historical fantasy, which I'm super proud of, but it's going to take a lot longer um, and it's going to, you know, it's a, it's a it's a big book as well. It's supposed to my historical romance, which is a lot mm -hmm. shorter. And um, and I think I know it a lot better within myself. Um, my historical fantasy, I want to self-publish, but that will be, I think, a few years off. But hopefully my mm -hmm. historical romance, um, I'm going to start querying in September, October, kind of end of year time. Oh, nice. Nice one. Nice one. So that leads us nicely into, um, you know, once you eventually go down that path kind of thing, you are going to have to let people know about your book, right? Yeah. Um, and you, oh, sorry, I'm losing my words right now. Um, but you um, have a little bit of a, a kind of a leg up in doing so because of your professional background. So obviously without telling too much about your life, um, what do you, um, what's your job? What do you do? Where is this expertise coming from? Yeah, so I've worked in marketing for the last 10 years. Um, I started out in of all places in a state agency, my first ever job. Um, and I did all the like magazines for the kind of a London estate agent and all the fun stuff like the, the newspaper ads and um, all those kind of things. So I love that. I, I basically got to spend my time you know, finding really pretty pictures of houses on our website and putting it into <laughs> magazines and, um, and, and you know, sending them to journalists saying, how cool is this house? Why don't you want to feature that? So that was my yeah. first ever job and that was good fun. And then I moved mm -hmm. into broadcasting. So I worked for Discovery Channel for a few years and I was part mm -hmm. of their uh, marketing department and, and communications department there. And then I moved into publishing. So I worked in publishing um, for a little bit and I worked for a small press publisher as the marketing um, person for all of their magazines and book, um, book uh, certain book segments. And, and then I went into tech after that. And that's what okay. I'm doing now. I'm a marketing manager for a tech company. And that's been a really, really good experience. So one of the things I love about marketing is that you can do it anywhere for any different industry, but each industry really tells you something new um, and it teaches you something new. So what I love about tech, even though it is a little bit dry, Discovery Channel for creativity was probably Discovery Channel and, and the publishing company for creativity were probably my favorite companies. But nice. tech has taught me so much in selling to people that don't want to be sold to, in marketing mm. to people that are very suspicious about marketing. You know, developers yep. are very skeptical of anything that seems like smoke and mirrors, anything yeah. that might be disingenuous. So you really have to be very authentic and, and know how to tell the right story and know how to tell mm -hmm. the story that's going to mean something to them. You know, you're not there to trick them. You know, no marketing should be there to trick anybody. It should yeah. be there to 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 kind of tell them exactly what they've been missing in their lives, yeah. which sounds a bit over-exaggerating, but <laughs> and it's the same with with book marketing. You're not trying to trick anyone into buying your book. You're not trying to, you know, con anyone or deceive anyone. You're there mm -hmm. to tell them about how amazing your book is because you genuinely think that if you've done your work in, you know, in the background of you know identifying your ideal reader the person you're actually advertising to and marketing to, they're going to love your book. They just exactly. don't know it yet. Um, yeah, and that's, that's what marketing and tech um, has really helped me with. Has helped you with. No, 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 that is that is wonderful to hear. I mean, a lot of gems um, to take out of that, guys. So make sure to rewind and pause and get to repeat it all. Um, but no, a lot of gems there in, in the sense of, um, you know, what you've enjoyed and, and what you 
you not as I wouldn't say what you haven't you didn't touch on that too much but just uh what's the word I'm missing the kind of cross-pollination as in you said yes. at the top you're able to do marketing from anywhere for anywhere but just learn what's niche for for each uh company community person and obviously books in in this um in this situation um would you I'll go on to positives and negatives actually just as an easy one um would you uh, recommend working in marketing or you know if people have thought oh I might try that I think I've been good at it or wasn't sure how to get involved um how would you kind of advise them to do that if they wanted to definitely I love working in marketing um I would definitely advise people if they're thinking of it to um look into it more and and what I what I love the most about marketing is it's so varied so if you're the type of person that likes working on projects you like lots of varied um you know tasks to do you're not a big fan of things that are quite kind of monotonous and you know you mm -hmm. like having you know in the morning I might be designing a banner ad and in the afternoon I might be sorting out an event and and you know paying for a, a nice venue and you know so there's a lot of fun things to do and I'll, I'll be researching cool um, promotional items to send out to people and stuff like that so mm -hmm. it's it's good fun um, and the best thing about marketing is you can do it in any industry so as I say in, in so far in my career I've been in a creative industry I've been in um, a state agency I've been in tech and you know I, I probably it hopefully won't be my last industry so you can work you'll always find a, a, a good job really because you'll be able to if one industry isn't doing very well you can then go on to another industry it's, that suits your needs a little bit better so from kind of a, a, a standpoint of the career being having legs it's a good one um, it's a good one for people to look into and and very varied um, also, the, the job itself um, is great. It, it provides you with a lot of um, great experience to, to kind of carry through into your kind of personal life as well. Um, it's been really exciting for me to to know that when I do bring my book out, I can actually use the stuff that I've been doing for the last 10 years. Um, so that's been really great. The one thing I will say in terms of a negative is that work-life balance can be a bit iffy when it comes to marketing um I once I once had a boss that told me like you can have a work-life balance in marketing but it just won't be every day so like okay at the moment I'm flat out like I'm waking up at seven and I'm on emails and I'll work until mm. about seven o'clock at night so it's like super full on mm. moment then I'll be on site I'm going to Paris next week um, I'm in London a lot um, you know it's, it can be really full on and traveling can seem really glam glamorous for work but it's just a lot mm -hmm. of time away from Travel. family and yeah, yeah. Just sitting on trains and, and in cabs and stuff and running around like headless chickens so that can be a negative although it can also be a positive because on the times like summertime things get a lot quieter so I have a lot yeah. more time to dedicate to you know I'll be starting normal hours and things will be a lot more relaxed and so I'll have the brain space to dedicate to to my books and, and all the other yeah. things so what what is a negative um what it can also be a positive uh, so mm -hmm. yeah I, I think it's a great career and if anyone wants to try and get into it my biggest advice would be to just start researching marketing in general there's loads of great websites out there like HubSpot to have a really good kind of marketing um, marketing section to learn more and and uh, Google Digital there's Smart Insights if you just uh, research you know 
marketing in general and, and learn more about it. And then if you are, you know, active on social media, if you do have books that you're going to be releasing, you can start there and start putting all that great knowledge into your own stuff, build mm-hmm. a portfolio. And then in the future, you could use that portfolio to get jobs. And I actually know people who have done this. For example, oh, one wow. of my, um, one of the people I follow and I've also a friend that I've met in real life. I actually met her in real life before. So <laughs> in she, real life. Um, yeah. she, she was in a job that she wasn't really that happy in. Uh, she does a curly hair page um, and she grew that to, you know, I think five, she's on like 20,000 followers now, but at the time it was like 5,000 followers, she'd grown it. Uh, and then she started applying for kind of marketing social media positions and she mm-hmm. got a, a job off the back of her own portfolio doing yeah. it just for a hair, hair um, curly hair. hair page. Yeah. So, you know, you can use what you do personally to demonstrate uh, to prospective employers that you know what yeah. you're talking about. No, that's good to know, because obviously the first thing people will always worry about is, you know, I've not done it before. It's, you know, it's the between the rock and the hard place. How do you get the first job or the first in if you've not done it before? So it's good to know that you can use um, the resources you have to to hand in order to build something credible for people to to, to look at, if that makes sense. Um, so that's really that's really good. Um, in terms of a applying all of what you've learned to um your kind of book world um what's been the uh, well it's kind of the other way around of the question once you do start with your your book marketing what's the first thing you'd probably go about doing so this is your book is your project first step is this what is that for anyone anyone or what could that be for anybody in terms of setting up a marketing plan what would you do yeah definitely um so I mean first off I'd get the book and I'd really break down its key selling points its unique selling points um so for example um you know take your book Charlie you know it's um (laughs) fantasy shifter got romance but it's, it's also it's YA it's got that um, fantastic character arc it's full of black empowerment fierce female leads so what are what are its USPs why what separates it from other books and why would people want to buy this specific book yeah. because at the end of the day uh, and that's why we've got comps that's why but you know not everyone is going to like every book yes, so but, the most yeah. important thing is that you're not trying to market to all the people on Instagram, it's just not going to work. You're going to spend loads of money. You're going to sink loads of money into ads. If you just target all women between the age of 18 and 55 in the global area of United Kingdom, United States, all English speaking countries, you'll just spend so much money. You just won't get um, the right people. So I'd yeah. first figure out why should people buy your book? Why? What is its unique selling points? And then off the back of that, I would find out who your ideal reader is. I actually did a reel about this quite recently. But you want to, you know, interview some of the people that have already read the book. So your beta readers um, and figure out why they liked it, why, why, why it was attractive to them. Um, talk to people who have read comparables to your book mm-hmm. um, and find out why they love those comparables. Look at the insights page on your Instagram and other social media accounts to see the people that actually um you know follow you and why they follow you and then you'll get a really good picture of who your ideal reader is and then you can do a little profile for them like you do 
you know, a character profile. Um, but this is time it's for your reader. And then you have two reader, things. Yeah. yeah, you've got two things. You've got the person that's going to buy your book and you've got why they're going to buy your book. And those are the two most important things. Mm-hmm. And then you use that to make sure that your marketing is as targeted as possible. So, you know, you're much better off marketing to 10,000 people that you know are going, it's going to resonate with than 100,000 people that it might not resonate because you will just burn money. It's so easy to burn money in marketing. It just, you know, it goes like that. So those would be the two most important things. And then I would get a really good street team community behind you. Because at the end of the day, people, and they, they, I think they call it the, the herd mentality, people yeah. are more likely to go and buy things if they think other people are buying them. So yeah, you've yeah. got your That's ideal standard, readers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've got your ideal readers. You've got why they want to buy your book. And now you need to find your super fans. Um, <laughs> so you, and you'll be able to work that out from, from those ideal readers. And these will be people that have already read your book. These will be people that are already in your community. Um, mm-hmm you know and and then you'll create a street team out of them and then you want to also tap into those other communities as well so you know communities like the writer community find out if you can do something with with these communities like hey i've got a book coming out can i do a takeover on your social media i really think mm. your community would love my book so you've got these little pockets you've got these pockets of people you've got these pockets of communities that you're really tied into that you're you know that you know they're going to love your book. Again, you're not trying to sell them something that they won't. You know they're going to love your book. The most important thing in this is telling them what your book's about and showing them they're going to love your book. Remember, they're going to love it. They just don't know it yet. And that's the most important thing because people run scared from marketing because they often feel like, they're being fake um, or they're selling too hard Hard, or you know they're not being authentic and actually the best marketing is authentic the best marketing isn't actually selling I saw a great ad the other day that was like um, a two-star review um, that said too much sex in it and that was the ad for someone's book and it was so good because she recognized that not everyone's going to love her book she recognized that she had a, a niche of people that really wanted a steamy romance book. And that as soon as they see too much sex, that those people, the right people are going to crop up and be like, oh, yeah, and the wrong I people are just going to, yeah, just going to ignore it because, oh, that's yeah. not for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's exactly what I would do. And then once you've got those, those group of people, then you want to start that kind of first launch campaign in earnest. So, you know, you've got your cover, you've got your USPs, you'll create your ads, um, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, tell it to your street team you'll you'll get kind of like a book tour going along them so they can review it and post it you know you'll you'll build up all of those great things you'll build up to the launch day but the most important thing before you do any of that because it's really easy to get excited about that launch get really caught up in that launch day it's those first three things your your usps your ideal reader and your your community um around your your super fans so to say and you can start right. on those pretty early on. You don't need yeah. to have the book completed. You you can start oh, thinking no. about those things. Yeah. And start yeah. doing that, that, you know, work. Like I'd say, you know, a lot a lot of us are already creating our super fans, just the people that are, yeah. you know, our critique partners, our beta readers, the people that we t- talk to on Instagram, the, the people that comment on our posts and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for your book. They're your yeah. super fans. M- write them down, you know, keep mm-hmm. in contact with those people um you know repaying kind as well get excited about their books you know if they love your book chances are you're going to love what they're writing as well create these communities 
Um, no. I love, I love, I love that um, that bit at the end in terms of you know finding your super fans, and it doesn't have to start when the book is ready yeah. because um, a lot of the people who agreed to beta read or arc read or you know the first initial downloads of Wolves of Duty were people who I was just talking about it you know a year and a bit before I'd even put pen to paper as it were um so that is you know a hundred percent true there were just people sharing my character art because you yeah. know I'm that excited that I just had character art almost a year before the book was even finished and you know people just seeing those visuals it got people from that end to say you know oh my gosh this is you know it's a pretty girl it's a hot boy oh my god I need to read who is he I need to get on board da, 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 da. and then once they realized that those same pictures were now you know you could meet these characters and meet these people it's like, oh my gosh that was that guy I saw I need to read him and it was just you know people just jumped on board to to want to be a part of it so definitely that is that is true I was um, definitely one of those people I remember you sharing, <laughs> I think we connected around the time that you were sharing your character arc uh, your mm-hmm. character art and I was like oh my god these these characters are great and then you started sharing teasers and I was like oh this sounds like a really good book um and then we obviously just connected on a personal level and we met yeah. up and then your book was coming out I was like oh my god I've, I've got to read this like you know and it, it all just <laughs> happens but that's organic like at no point did you sell your book to me all you did yeah. was okay. you know talk about your book and 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 show all the cool stuff that your book was about and I knew I was going to love it you never had to sell it to me it was all completely authentic I never I never read it and felt like oh I felt a bit you know duped there you know I read I bought a book that you know and that happens sometimes in Instagram you know some of these books that go viral people talk about they're the best thing that's ever happened and you end up buying because you see them everywhere and actually you end up getting really disappointed in them um Caraval was that for me yeah, and we all know how much I hate that book. <laughs> I feel like From Blood and Ash is that for me because even though I love yes. that book, it's gone mm-hmm. so crazy, and the the author herself is just ruining the series. No, she um, to the point where I think readers are starting to get really upset, and she is likely to go down as one of the you know biggest. Uh, not comeback what's the opposite of comeback you know when someone starts oh, really well and yeah. just does really badly it's like, a, it's like a bomb was I don't know yeah, but I know what exactly. you mean yes it's like it's a bit like Game of Thrones where you know no one talks about it anymore in the sense of the ending yes it's kind of yeah. what she's doing um to to her books so to herself yeah exactly like, like you should Oh, yeah you shouldn't be you shouldn't be feeling like you're conning anyone into reading your book it should happen oh gosh yeah she's she's a hundred you know we're going off topic a little bit but she's a hundred percent milking the the money aspect just because she can she's dragging out a story that doesn't need to be dragged out and even it um, from talk about the latest book she's just kind of adding things you know that don't feel authentic or genuine to what her original story was supposed to be and that's just that it's even worse which is which is terrible um what was I going to say so um I just touched on the fact that uh uh, what's her name Jennifer L. Armantrout is milking you know us for Mm -hmm. our hard-earned hard-earned cash um but while all of these um you know steps are great in terms of marketing campaigns and we know that they can work what everybody wants to know and obviously you can't necessarily give a definitive answer but what everybody wants to know is how do all of these things convert to sales um you know and is there any one thing you found that's been uh that does that more so than others you know whether that's at work or through the writer community what have you seen that if I do this it creates a bit more moolah than this yeah if possible 
So, I mean, again, it's that, that one is how long is a piece of string, but a, a common, yes, exactly. A common mistake I do see people making is either not talking about their book enough because they're really worried um, they're going to become one of those people that just talk about their book. And don't get me wrong, you don't want to fill your page with only talking about your book. Mm-hmm. However, and I've posted about this before, consistency in marketing is such an important thing and actually takes a lot longer than we realize seeing a book to actually end up buying it so um I think I posted some of my stories before but it's something the average is like 10 times however it's actually a little bit longer than that I think because the first few times people see an ad they don't actually see it this is why books going viral do end up in sales because you end up seeing it so much you Mm -hmm. think well, I, I, I must buy it then. It has to be that good if everyone, if I keep on seeing, if everyone's talking about it, then it has to be good. Mm-hmm. So I think I read a, I, I once read a thing where it said it was about 20 times and it, you go through stages of not seeing the ad, then seeing it and, you know, thinking it's a bit annoying and then seeing it again and thinking maybe you'll look into it and then seeing it again and wondering if you've got the money for it and then mm-hmm. seeing it again and wondering if it's actually, you know, worth all the hype. And then you see it again and you think, well, it must be worth all the hype if I'm still seeing it. Seeing it, yeah. You go through this whole process until the point that you're convincing yourself, well, I've always wanted this thing because it's it's appeared in my peripheral vision so many times that, you know, I I must want to buy this thing. So consistency of message is really, really important. So make sure that you're talking about your book how it does you know it depends on how many times you're posting but if you're posting every day on on Instagram or Facebook or or Twitter or whatever you know I think you can get away with with talking about your book once or twice a week um in different ways you know it doesn't always have to be like buy my book but you know posting Mm. something out there in different ways and then the second thing I see that people don't often do is they will post an ad up but their call to action is either very insipid um it's not clear what they want them to do with this you know ad um, yeah. or they've got too many call to actions so you might have oh, a, yeah. an ad for your book and it might you know you might be saying follow me on Instagram buy my book oh also I've got a newsletter you know sign up to my yeah. newsletter and the poor person who's reading the ad doesn't know what is expected of them, of them. You know, we we do we want to know we, we read an ad and I've, I've done this quite a few times before I've seen an ad I'm thinking oh that looks really good and I'm like but where how how do I what, what's this ad how do I get do? it how do I buy it how you know there's no like yeah buy now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it might sound you know kind aggressive. of um, aggressive, but just sometimes having buy now on your ads yeah. is you know all you need. So I find the simple ads, the ones that tell you why you should be buying it and how you mm-hmm. should be buying it, mm-hmm. really clear. Because remember, you've got like not even ten seconds; you've got a few seconds to catch someone while they're scrolling through Instagram or yeah, while they're going yeah. through their emails and your emails. In that you don't have long to catch someone, so you need to make it eye catch- catching. <laughs> you need to show exactly what they what they're looking at straight away like why is it a review can they see the review is it too many words in there if it's a review just have like a sentence you know Mm -hmm. best book I've ever read or you know uh if you love June you'll you'll want to read this kind of thing you know stuff like that really clear eye-catching image and then buy it now or pre-order now or Mm -hmm. want to see more follow me really really simple short um, and I don't always see a lot of that. And yeah. and then I see a lot of the same ad as well. You want to have the same message, but you want to vary up the ads a little bit so people don't get too. Um, so you want to refresh every few months, like every three or four months, you want to refresh the ads that are going out there. Yeah. Um, and just be fun, with, have, have a bit of fun with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say for, for actually converting it into sales, 
um, yeah. making sure that you've got the right call to action and it's eye-catching as they scroll down. And last one, actually, for books specifically, um, mm -hmm. knowing the right platform. So okay. yeah. a lot of people are complaining at the moment that Instagram isn't selling their books. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in different platforms being for different things. It's not yeah. that you won't get book sales from Instagram, but you're less likely to get book sales from Instagram. Okay. So Amazon ads and TikTok at the moment for what I'm seeing seem mm -hmm. to be the best places to get book sales. Now, that okay. doesn't mean you should abandon all the other social medias entirely. Uh, Facebook is a really good one where a lot of authors hang out and a lot of authors have like closed groups uh, yes. where they kind of nurture their super fans. So if you yes. are an author and you have this group of super fans, I'd really think about getting kind of a, a Facebook group together where you can gather people who love your book and you can post exclusive content and that kind of stuff. Good, and Instagram's yeah. great for, for connections um, and, and really building a, a community. Um, and then, you know, TikTok and Amazon are great to actually sell the book, but they all do feed into each other. I often find people on BookTok because I'm following them on Instagram. So yes. you want to be engaging with people on Instagram. You want to be, you know, getting them involved in your world and your books. Will they go directly from Instagram to buy your book? Maybe not. Nope. Will they go from Instagram, follow you on TikTok, TikTok. Mm -hmm. and then end up buying your book? Maybe. Or will they go on Instagram you know, start following on Amazon and maybe see your, or, or look at your book yeah. a few times on Amazon and then end up getting the Amazon ads and things like that. So yeah. marketing can be really hard to attribute. So it all becomes this one big ecosystem of stuff mm -hmm. that you're doing uh, to ensure that, you know, you're, um, you're so you don't want to, you don't want to give up on one. You just need to be aware that each platform um, mm -hmm. will be being used for different things. No, 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 that definitely uh, makes sense. It's just, you know, people do feel that, sorry, like you said at the beginning, different platforms do different things, yes. But for, you know, that one person who's having to control them all, it can right. feel like so much is going on. Definitely. But if you do just kind of, um, you know, even if it's like a few weeks at a time, just focus on one, people will then, as you said, navigate, sorry, gravitate to your other ones because they found you in one place so me obviously I'm primarily Instagram like I haven't got my head around TikTok just now if I do you know somehow make a reel that I think is good I'll probably make it in Instagram and then reshare it to TikTok yeah. as opposed to it being in TikTok um you know and being all about the cool stuff um but no it is rather than trying uh, to stretch yourself too thin you know put your energies and your focus into one place and make that as well as it can be giving the information all the fun stuff and then people will go where they want as you said you don't want to do the hard sell the disingenuous stuff it's oh I like you on Instagram or I like you on Facebook yeah I'm just going to click everything now because I like you I bought into the book you as a person you know all that kind of stuff which is which is good um that actually, that's of, a really really yeah. good point people by people so yeah, that's really that's good thing to remember. Say. Yeah, people by people. So the way you show up um, on social media, the way you show up to your your followers and to your readers will affect how they buy your book as well. So yeah. that's really that, that's just really interesting to remember. Obviously, you don't have to embody your book. You know, if you're writing gritty crime, you don't necessarily have to embody. I, mm -hmm. I know some authors that do. You know, like Holly Black, who actually got her ears. Um, changed and so some people do yeah. they really do embody some, everything about yes. their book 
um, they, they create that world around them. Um, there's loads of great fantasy writers who are very witchy and, you know, that's, it's, mm-hmm. their, it's their brand. But just, just the way you show up authentically um, and the way you treat people, et cetera, that also affects um, whether people are clicking by on your book as well, because people do buy people. Very good. Very good. Um, you know, I think that's a nice place to wrap it up ish because two things I um, wanted to say um, so one yes the people buying into you is just it's a wonderful message because as much as this is a, a business it's a, a job you know effectively we want it to be our jobs at one point in in life possibly um, you know to have that kind of personable nature about it and know that you're marketing um, and putting your yourself out there as well as your book I think is a really important uh, lesson um to learn it's it's something great to know but it's a lesson to learn people aren't necessarily just going to pick something up for it because it's a physical thing um they'll buy into personality they'll buy into um a good nature into kindness into a good heart and I think that connects very well with the writer community um blog post that you guys just put up about community and meshing together and you know building your super fans and super friends and all of that kind of stuff which is which is awesome um as I've said that I've spoken myself into forgetting what my second thing was hold on (laughs) (laughs) so it was marketing with people and then it was oh that's it because you're a, a person, obviously, how important would you say websites slash newsletters are? Because, you know, people will have charliemurphy.com or whatever, but some people won't. They'll just have a link tree or, you know, have you found any correlation into that being into having a website or having a newsletter is worth it, worthwhile, all that kind of stuff? I think that was the last thing I wanted to, to touch on. Yeah, definitely. So websites and newsletters are really important, mainly because they're the only thing in all of this you actually own. At the end of the day, all of these other platforms are owned by Meta, Amazon, um, you know, Twitter, etc. And they can turn around. They, I mean, they could go under, which they probably won't, um, Mm -hmm. or they could be blocked by governments, um, as we have seen. Or um, they could, you know, just turn around and and delete your account because they think you're a bot or someone's reported you unfairly. A lot of these things can happen. So your your account is not infallible. Um, You could easily wake up tomorrow and lose those thousands of followers that you've built. So this is where your website and your newsletter come in. Your website is your shop window. It's where people can go and find you. You know, even if you just have a one page website, um and it's all it says is you know who you are how to contact you and exciting projects you've got coming up that's enough especially if you're just um starting out great if you're an author you might want to put your books on there you might even want your own shop on there uh, for like hardcover and signed copies those kind of things but if you're just starting out just a simple website is enough but i would recommend having it just Mm -hmm. so people can you know know how to find you if you know you're not on other platforms um as your newsletter it's another place that you can engage your followers and your fans again without being on a platform that you don't own so you will own all the email addresses you get from um yeah, from those exactly and so if anything happens it's one of the places you can go to get that message out there and but again you need to really think especially if you're in the starting stages think about the time and energy you'd be putting into a newsletter because it does take a lot of time and energy yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah. you know right for every every writer straight away but that doesn't mean you can't start 
collecting emails from people that will want to hear about you in the future. So, mm -hmm. for example, I've seen a lot of authors, um, a lot of writers who aren't, you know, published yet, putting out, um, you know, putting sign up pages um, on their websites to say, you know, hear about updates as and when they happen um, and offering like a great like little hook for people to sign up. So it might be yeah. a short story. It might be, um, you know, a white paper. It might something like that, that they can, you know, like a little white paper to help them um, plot their story or like a reading, a book to track your reading that they've created, something like that. It's a little yeah. hook. Um, and that, you know, gets people signing up. And then you've got those email addresses for when you're launching your book or when you're looking mm -hmm. for art readers or beta readers. So that's really great. And you can also pay some companies like BookBub, et cetera, to run these campaigns for you and gather email addresses for people yes. who you think would be um, interested in your book. So I would definitely recommend everyone having them. I don't think you need a newsletter right away. Um, but mm -hmm. I would recommend having that in the plans for as soon as your book is at a point, I'd say, um, when you're in your final draft and you're starting to commission your cover, I would start then. So start sharing teasers, even getting people like involved in things like, oh, I've got a cat in the book. Let's name the cat. Oh, yeah. you know, things like that. I've got a, a little a, games, a city I can't. So, you know, when you're at that final draft and you know you're ready, you've got a date in mind that you're going to publish, start your newsletter start you know talking about the published date then you can launch your cover reveal then you can ask who wants to be arc readers all yeah. those kind of things so you know you want to start probably about six months before you're going to be releasing your first book and that that's my plan Ooh. for example um nice. so so that's that's what i recommend for websites and, and newsletters that is awesome i mean for me personally i've always wanted to have a website but like you said it was just do I need one? Can I be asked to, you know, have to maintain something else kind of thing, um, you know, on top of all the other stuff I've got going on. But, you know, hearing it so kind of black and white as that, it's just like, yeah, maybe I should go get one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely going to look into that because obviously having a podcast as, as well as being a writer and, you know, kind of a blogger, reader, reviewer as well. You know, a lot of people do say, it's like, oh my gosh, I like your reviews or I find them really honest and you know if I could have a designated yeah. space for that as well um it might you know be worth worthwhile basically so that I would will, be great yeah I agree I, I would definitely would... I would definitely look into that um but no I will not keep you any longer um thank you so so much Megan um that was so insightful and informative and educational um <laughs> and, and no I just no I think it's amazing and I think people will be able to take a lot of practical and straightforward advice because at the very top of this you know I did say people do feel like it's just this um, mumble of stuff they don't really understand and I think coming from you know a personable person from a, a friend you know for a lot of us um, it's just kind of laid it out in very layman terms you know what I mean and I really appreciate that as a as a style and you know coming on and doing that for us um so thank you very much um as um a closer just let everybody know where they can find you primarily if they want to get in touch about marketing stuff after this yeah definitely my dms are always open i'm primarily on instagram um my handle is at megan beth davies i'm actually at the moment working on my website because i'm refreshing that so Instagram's the best place to to find me um yeah. and as i say please dm me if you've got any questions about anything marketing wise book wise all that stuff i i love hearing from people awesome thanks so much megan and thank you again everyone for listening um we'll 
you know, be listening again in two weeks time. I'm not sure what, what episode topic that will be yet. I haven't decided, um, but I hope you can join us. Um, speak to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.